Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Going pretty deep there on the rush cuts, aren't we? Sure are. Yeah, Skip Weber's not here. A lot you, of segments you, in the show. You can fl- you can flip to another band. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Even Getty Lee be like, I don't recognize this. <laughs> uh, Think Tank, we do it every Tuesday where we bring in smart friends of ours, typically one on the left, one on the right. And uh, today we have Steve Ellman, uh, the King of St. Charles, Megan Shackelford, the Queen of, uh, of St. Louis, and uh, <laughs> both really reasonable, smart people who I like a lot. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Great to be you. here. You're very casual. I like it. I'm yeah. used to you in the suit and tie. I didn't have anything else today. <laughs> I like it. That's good luck. I didn't know you were a judge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two two years as an associate, then I got elected uh, uh, circuit. But so, what was that like? I got I got tired of sentencing people to prison. <laughs> That's what a circuit was. Judge that been. really? It was very depressing. Difficult. Yeah. yeah you, you read all these pre sentence investigations and you shake your head and you say, "Man, I don't know this. I don't think this guy really had much of a chance from the beginning." But, right. He's had his three strikes, and it's time for him to go to prison. And did yeah. you give him seven or seventeen years? Yeah, you know. Did 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 it uh, cause you to lose sleep? Did you go home? And- yeah, yeah. As a circuit judge, you know, associate judge, you can't do much damage. It's uh, what uh, a year in jail or yeah. twenty five thousand dollars. But when you get some of those bigger cases, yeah, I, I, I yeah. lost some sleep about it. And, and Megan, we we're talking about you've been with Michael's company for thirteen years, and before that, you did other political things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What might Megan have been had you not gone into politics? What were Megan's dreams? Well, I wanted to work in, you know, like international politics. I'd done an internship in college in Cape Town um, doing work with refugees there. So I worked for a Catholic charity. Then my job was to interview refugees and help them find the services they need. So I thought for sure that that's what I would do. And then I came to St. Louis and I really just... Liked it. I liked the idea of stability. I liked being back in Missouri, and now I haven't left. So let's let's parlay that into something uh, topical. So a lot of the problems we have on the border are with refugees mm-hmm. or people who say they're refugees, and it's very easy to sit on your couch and go, "My ass, these refugees! Are you kidding me? Someone told them the sentence they have to say, and they're here to take our entitlements X, Y, Z." You have actually worked with people yeah, in that position. I have. So educate us whether the pe- people, because not everyone on the south, of, uh, on the the southern border, are. A lot of people are trying to take advantage, and a lot of people truly are. They really need our help. Well, I think Americans, it's really hard for us to really understand the instability and the lack of security that so many people are existing in the world. 
And if you can kind of step back, consider what you would do if you are the only person in charge, you have no one to turn to, you can't rely on the government, you can't rely on police, you are in charge of your family and their safety, their ability to eat and their ability to be safe at night, what would you do? And you would do anything. You would do absolutely anything. That was my experience with the folks that I worked with in Africa. They, I interviewed a family who they rode in the back of a dump truck for weeks across borders that were not friendly to them and very unsafe environments just to get to Cape Town to live in a tent city for the foreseeable future because they knew they would be surrounded by other refugees who were in the same position they were who were also just looking to be safe. And it still wasn't safe there, but it was better than the alternative they had at home. Um, And they did it because they wanted to protect their family. And so I always think about that when I see these nasty, horrible things people say about immigrants who are just trying to get here so that they can sleep at night and so that their children are safe. Um, We don't have empathy for other people. And everything isn't about borders and politics. It's just about people sometimes. And everyone's just doing their best. And a lot of people don't have what we have here, the, the safety and security that we have. This country has an original sin when it comes to refugees, and it's not when we uh, uh, established quotas back in 1920 or early 20s. It's in the late 30s when we wouldn't let uh, Jewish refugees from Germany. I didn't know that. In. Oh, yeah, and it's and, and one of the one of the biggest offenders was an undersecretary of state in the Roosevelt administration named Breckenridge Long, who was actually from St. Louis, graduated from. WashU Law School, hmm. and he uh, uh, used his excuse was, oh, they might be uh, spies for the for the Nazis, and uh, yeah, um, they uh, the Saint the, what was it the ship that was the St. Louis actually that went to Cuba and couldn't get into this country had to take the people back to Amsterdam, and anyway, our our uh, that's that's sort of the first thing I think of when when you talk about what should our policy be on refugees, yeah. And, and, of course, the problem is today uh, there's a lot of places where people are political refugees. Uh, and uh, I think we need, to, we need to take a real good look at, at those folks. Um, but the kind of the mass movement of people who are coming more for economic reasons, I yeah. think that's, that's where we, where we may, may need to draw a line someday. I think all of us, all thinking people would agree we need a secure border. Uh, would the most conservative among your uh, Republican friends uh, acknowledge that, oh, we need immigrants, we need migrants, we need refugees, we need workers, we just need to control it? Or do you think it's become more of a racial thing that, hey, en- enough of these people, right? Well, if you're talking about my friends, it's uh, it, it's the, the former, mm-hmm. and if you're talking about some of my enemies is the latter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, well, well said. Yeah. Um, I find the Nikki Haley, this country has never been a racist country, fascinating. Uh, because most of her Republicans' co- colleagues joined arms, circled the wagons and said, oh, absolutely never have been. And her uh, thinking, at least what she had said, was, well, my family, well, my experience, well, my parents – and if you think about it as a smart guy, there are a couple ways to look at it. Uh, have we ever been a racist country? Well, there are institutional racism. You know, what, what were the laws of the country? Then there are the people. 
And so you could probably make an argument that, uh, well, the people were racist, but the, the policies weren't. The policies were racist, but the people weren't. Kind of a mixture of both. But I don't, I don't know how it's good for us to say something like that when we had slavery for a really long time, right? And I know it's not racist, it, it, it's gender and sex, but uh, that women didn't have the vote, it really was, it was established as a white property-owning country. And uh, it's been hundreds of years. We have evolved greatly. We should celebrate how much we have evolved and how much we have changed. Uh, but I don't know that it does as much good to say very flatly like, oh, no, 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 we've never been a racist country. Well, we've got a couple of pretty glaring things that say otherwise. It's silly. It, it, it's an unserious thing to say. Go watch a movie, Nikki Haley. I mean, you're not even participating in the most basic culture. Like, go find any movie, and you're going to find that you can watch something that's going to pretty clearly indicate some kind of racist behavior, either on the part of the government or by the, a community, right? Like, this is a common known thing in our country. We're still experiencing it today. We've certainly experienced it over hundreds of years. To pretend it doesn't exist because you want to make happy a very small group of people who are never going to vote for you anyways makes you look silly. You're not you're not capable of doing a job if you can't even be honest about your own experiences as an American. She said two days later, well, yeah, I was bullied a lot for having brown skin. So which one is it? You can't be bullied for having brown skin and then say you that's not racist because you said you were bullied because of the color of your yeah, skin. I mean, it doesn't make well, any sense. It's see. not a serious thing the, to say. The problem isn't our Constitution, our laws. The problem is human nature. And, and this is kind of prejudice exists everywhere in every country in all times. And we've had slavery all over the place. And we've had, uh, you know, yeah, we didn't make it up. And we had ethnic uh, hatred. I mean, uh, you know, the people in the South uh, treated uh, their slaves poorly, and the, you know, the the pure the uh, uh, what should I say the the Brahmins in Boston treated the Irish very very poorly. And uh, we find some examples around here. I'm sure yeah. we thought about it a while. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm a guy that has done therapy every week for years and years. And at 59, I hope I'm the best representation of Dave. But if I am, it's only because I've been really bad, Dave. Right. And I've I've learned very little from my successes. What I've learned, I've learned through great pain because of mistakes I've made for being not a great person. But I take pride in that that hopefully I have another few decades to go, and by the time I'm done, I will have evolved into a decent person. But only because I've had segments of my life where I don't think I was a very decent person. If a human life can be looked at like that, why can't a country? It should be able to. I think that's so well put, because if you really think about maybe what some of the lessons our country or us as a people should have taken from times where we haven't treated other Americans the way that we should be treating them, think how much stronger we would be. Think how much more united we would be if we were all better educated, all had more economic opportunity. Like, how much better would we be as a country? And I think it's pretty obvious we would be significantly better if we treated all Americans with dignity and respect. We absolutely would. And maybe we wouldn't have to be dealing with some of the problems we do in the world because they look at us and they see that we're divided and that we don't treat each other well. And you know, bad actors like to take advantage of that. So I think it's a shame we can't do what you've done, Dave. This whole discussion of race, and of course, you know, we've got uh, 
a school board in St. Charles County that's interested in in changing the curriculum on uh, on on black history. What I'd love to see in the short term is, you know, uh, for 25 years now, we've been giving these map tests to our kids. I'd love to see them next year put another 20 questions on the map test, all about race, Jim Crow, and uh, slavery, and and also this, the second civil rights movement, the, the progress we've made. And, and let's see what the kids, what the students really do or don't know, okay? I don't think it's a problem of not teaching. I think it's a problem of what conclusion do the teachers then uh, uh, help the students get to. Is the conclusion that we've been, we're so racist and it's so inbred that we're never going to be able to get rid of it? Or is it, no, we have a system and we've, we've eliminated a lot of the problems and we still have a long way to go. But we have a system that will help us get there if we have people uh, uh, dedicated to doing the sort of things you've done, Dave. Yeah. Um, let's take a break here so we have plenty of time on the other side. Uh, if you want to join us like you did in the 1 and 2 p.m. hours, please do. 314-436-7900-895-1120. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. We have Steve Elman and Megan Shackelford. I've been here since 8 in the morning. I'm going home at 4.30. You guys can just handle it. I've left it all in the field. I've given you all I have. We can handle it. <laughs> but you, people just keep taking and taking. Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, well, thanks for calling in. Go right ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, hey, I, I think that if we're going to have a real discussion about this, we have to have a real honest and open discussion about, you know, whether we're a racist country, we were ever a racist country. Um, because uh, I hear we, we talked about slavery and someone mentioned Jim Crow, but no one mentioned segregation. I mean, that means segregation uh, illustrates the fact that um, people who, who are alive today, their grandparents were okay with black people being inferior, being their servants and slaves and different things like that. We have um, laws written against black people with regard to real estate, banking, and all kinds of different things that are. Um, uh, but also, um, I think, um, you know, we, we had um, we had uh, JFK, Bobby Kennedy, 
Malcolm X and Dr. King were all killed for one reason. They were trying to help black people. So, I mean, if I heard the, the, the guy talking about um, we could add more questions. You know, people died for equality, <laughs> only equality, not, not for, you know, being better than someone else or that kind of thing, but just to gain some equality that we were promised um, uh, in our Constitution. But, we're, but instead, we're getting, you know, taxation without representation, and we're getting, you know, taken advantage of, and we're needing people to, 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 to you know, instead of fighting something like CRT, we got to fight the fact that we've had reverse CRT for all these decades that told us, that didn't tell us that George Washington had, you know, you know, teeth from his slaves as opposed to some wooden teeth or something like that. But we have to be really honest about, you talk about original sin, it goes way back before the, the gentleman talked about. But if you look at movies like The Help, you look at movies like Mississippi Burning, well, those are not based on some kind of fantasy or fiction, but we have to get real here and we cannot be, you know, in our feelings because you know who are in their feelings? The people who died trying to just be free, just trying to be equal and that kind of thing. And we got to, we have to quit playing about that because you're really hurting a lot of people in this country when you, when you play around with these things. Thank you, Kev. Yeah. yeah as, as a white guy, um, and, and Steve, you and I were alive when black people couldn't marry white people. That's crazy. That we're not that old. Yeah, Loving um, versus Virginia. But we, we, let me speak on behalf of all Caucasians. Uh, <laughs> we do have a tendency to go like, yeah, that was terrible. Moving on, right? Yeah. And, and like Kevin says, little respect. Let's take a minute, right? Yeah, I mean, he that was such a great point the caller made because if you if anybody in this country actually paused, stopped, and tried to just think about putting yourself in the position of, of minorities in this country for any, pick a decade, doesn't really matter. Just pick one. You're going to find something that would make the average white person very uncomfortable to have to contemplate one, that happening to them, one, no one else caring that it's happening to them and not really having the power to change it. And so I think it's really difficult. We've talked about this so many times when I've been on for us in this country to just slow down and to stop and to think. Just use your head and just think about putting yourself in someone else's position. Just think about what could happen based on some of the things you say, you know, what Trump and his supporters, some of the things they say. Think about what that really means and what you're doing to other people or what you're condoning whenever you speak that way. It is really a sad thing that we have lost the ability to stop and use our brains in this country. Well, everything the the caller said is 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 true. Except I, I would point out that Malcolm X was a segregationist until he went to Mecca, and 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 realized he was wrong. Um, but but what he put what he outlined there was a was a, a course, uh, a semester or maybe a two semester course that I wish everybody in America had the time and the inclination to take and study. The problem is nobody's willing to 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 learn everything that that he would like for us to learn if they haven't learned it already. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you educate people? I mean, it's, it's, it's real. We can always start in the schools and do a better job, but how do you educate people our age who, who somehow missed out on those lessons? Well, yeah. more importantly, how do you take the people who missed out on those lessons and convince them that it's okay for younger people to learn it? Because that's what this is all about to me with CRT and the school boards. It's a bunch of people who are afraid if their children learn something different, their children are going to look at them and say, how'd you let that happen? See, Why was that okay? That's what I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's, the issue isn't about what they should learn. And again, 
put it on a test. Let's find out which kids know how much. The difference is, and, and, the, and the, the, the culture war aspect of this is, what are the teachers then telling them they should take from that lesson? Is it that we are so helplessly racist that there's nothing else we can do except have reparations or, or something like that? Or is it we should take the lesson which I was taught when I was in high school, which is, yeah, things are bad, but we got a system where we can make them better. And they're not better yet, but they can be, they can be, keep, we can keep getting better. Uh, Steve Ellman, Megan Shackleford, thank you guys. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Quick break, right back, DGS. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Four forty one DGS total information PM coming up at five PM. Wheels, what do you got? All right, let, let's uh, see. I want to. Oh, I, I want to talk about a movie that I saw last night. Uh, have you? Have you? Did you, did you see the movie Ferrari? Did you go see no, that or anything? I didn't. The Adam Driver. I will, he's though. he's playing yeah, Enzo yeah, yeah. Ferrari and yeah. a bunch of really. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Penelope uh, Cruz is playing the wife. Um, saw it last night. Yeah. Really. Yeah. What was so mad about it? I just, well, first of all, all of the American actors trying to have Italian accents. I mean, it was about as good an accent as Chris Pratt had playing Mario. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just, like, <laughs> at times the, it would break. Like, there were times it sounded all right, and there were other times because they actually had Italian people in it, and there were other times you're like, eh. But it's also like, I don't know how you do it, but a story about really cool, fast race cars just didn't really go anywhere. Hmm. I was like, this ironic. I was I was really disappointed because I liked Ferrari versus Ford. I did too. That was really good and entertaining. And the problem with this was not the, I think it partly was the story because it was mostly about Enzo Ferrari, who was kind of a butt. Kind of a bag. Yeah. I mean, you know, arrogant, cheated on his wife, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was like, okay, I can't really root for this guy. He's not he's not a he's not a hero to the story. And you know if you know anything about racing at that time, you kind of know the story already. If you saw Ford versus Ferrari, you know some of it as well. Uh there were a few cool things like it looked good, you know, it was shot in Italy, so I mean obviously a lot of cool scenery. The the parts where the cars were racing was pretty interesting, especially cuz it was open road. Did you, I didn't really know this. I had to look it up during the movie just to kind of figure out. But I didn't realize that that was basically the end of open road racing. Like they used to literally just race on open public roads hmm. from one city to the next in Italy. And like no, no protections, no closed roads by police officers. I mean, they'd be flying by other cars. There'd be kids out playing in the yard while they're, they're smoking by. I don't know exactly how fast they were going, but it was pretty fast. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into any more because I don't want to give in, give away anything else. But I didn't realize that was mm-hmm. still a thing at that time. But it's just, uh, and it, and I like Adam Driver. But the whole time you're like, that's Adam Driver. Yeah, I get that. That's Kylo Ren. 
When did, <laughs> I thought it was kind of. I wonder if he knew that people maybe weren't going to like the movie because he had a couple of outbursts around. Yes, it. You guys he did. It was like uh, somebody said, "What is your fixation with playing Italian characters?" And he's like, "It's just two guys. I play two <laughs> Italian because he played the Gucci guy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and now this, look, and then also the uh, the crash thing. I don't. He was like, "If you, I don't know." I don't blame him for taking a good job, but the if you're casting. Like a 50-something-year-old Enzo Ferrari. Why are you putting a 30-something-year-old guy like Adam Driver in that role? Again, I like Adam Driver. I think he's been good in a lot of the things I've seen him in. I, I, first of all, I like him as Kylo Ren. He's a good creeper, weirdo, bad guy. But I think he's talented. I don't have a real problem with him. It's just like that's an odd choice. And then also Penelope Cruz as his wife. I don't know if you've ever seen his wife. Uh, in real life, but she's like a normal old lady looking person. And Penelope Cruz is not a normal old lady, lady looking person. Like she, they don't look anything alike. And then what's her name? Uh, Shailene Woodley. Maybe she plays the <laughs> girlfriend, you know, the side and she's not Italian either. Like what, <laughs> why was this so hard? <laughs> I don't understand. Sometimes I don't understand movies, but Hey, go see it, Dave. I always wonder if, uh, Really good actors in a big budget film like this, if they realize while they're shooting it that it's not going to be good. A lot of them do, I think. A that, lot of them do. That would seem difficult to show up every day for like six months. Yeah. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't act like they're other people, right? They have all kinds of British and Australians that can do great American accents. There are all kinds of Americans that can do all kinds of other accents. It's not just based on that, but it's also like the effort that it took. It's like, okay. That might be worth it for someone who is a much better actor. If it's Gary Oldman or if it's, um, I don't know, who else is good at that chameleon type thing where they can, like, I don't really mind that, but it just didn't fit. Mm. I Kind of like that. I saw ooh, the last something, uh, a, a, a medieval knights movie with Adam Driver uh-huh. and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, the last duel. The last that duel. One, yes, yes. Oh, oh. Liked it. I enjoyed that more than Ferrari. See, I but there was, were parts of it where I was like, these guys can't even do the accent. Yeah, the entire. I mean, Ben Affleck has his hair dyed blonde, <laughs> and the whole time I'm just like, I, you guys should never be in movies together, <laughs> unless it's like Goodwill Hunting. I, I can dispel my disbelief on either one of you. But when Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in a movie together, playing French lords, it's just like uh, the French guy is a. That's not accent. really. Yeah, that's not really them. Now I will say, like the story was decent. I like the fight scenes. It was all you know. It was pretty gruesome and tough. But like, yeah, half the time I'm just like, these guys didn't even practice today. Yeah. <laughs> I was physically angry. I went to the theater to see Sixty Five. With Adam oh, Driver. Same. I have the same reaction you did. Yeah, how you guys do you, shouldn't have done that. How do you screw up a movie about space and, and the, dinosaurs. the comet and yeah. dinosaurs? Here's how you throw a little girl in there that no one cares about. You, you got I, I, Not to be whatever, but she could have been eaten by a dinosaur in the first scene. I'd be like, okay, now let's have a movie. I think that was it. It's one of those deals. It's it's kind of like when you have big disaster movies, but you got to force that little romance in there. Yep. Like the entire world's ending. Yeah. But I care about the fact that he's got a crush on this girl now. Like, come on. Don't care. 453 DGS. Andrew, can you fill a minute while I nap? 
Yes, I can. Fill <laughs> a minute. Uh, what Shortest nap ever. What if we did some very important headlines brought oh. to you by Kevin? Uh, Schnooks. Yes. Uh, a double <laughs> shot of wrestling news. Come a long you know, way from Jack Buck, haven't we? <laughs> hey, I'm sure they did that stuff too. A double shot of wrestling news because, of course, we we love uh, we're known wrestling. For that. We're, we're known for that. It's most of what we talk about. Uh, Netflix has struck a $5 billion deal with the what? WWE. That's not possible. Where they will be airing, uh, they will be airing like all the specials and stuff, like Raw and all that. They're going to air that on Netflix, which is which is uh, interesting because it's always been on some kind of broadcast TV. Yeah. And now it's being moved to streaming only through Netflix. Will the wrestling fans be pissed? I would imagine they'd have to be, right? I don't know. I mean, I would, I'm going to guess there's pretty high crossover in wrestling fans that have Netflix, but the ones that don't are going to be mad. And I don't understand what Netflix hopes to get out of live programming because that's never been the focus of it, and that's never been something people have been, like, clamoring for. I don't know. It. Back in the day, they weren't known for for uh, their own content, and they've done pretty well with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Dwayne Johnson now has the rights to the name The Rock, so you can't call something The Rock anymore because he owns the rights to what being called rock? The Rock. I don't know. Well, it's that's a rock. You can't be the rock. Yeah, but it the can rock. Be, it that's can my be, guy. It can be the a rock. Uh, he will be on a. He will be like on the board of the WWE now. Yeah. So he's as part of that deal. Uh, he's like okay, but no one else ever gets to be The Rock again. Yeah, that's my guy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.